You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Welcome all my fellow MAGA Force extremists to the RBFTT podcast, Rangers Battlefield for the Truth. This episode, 46, is being recorded on Sunday, October 2nd, 2022 at 15.30. That's 3.30 p.m. for all you non-military time folks. Uh, here in my birth state of Arizona. Would you like to stay updated on new episodes being dropped on Spotify and Anchor? How about staying up to date with current news and memes? Well, then follow me on Instagram at podcast underscore RPFTT. Again, that's on Instagram, all lowercase, podcast underscore RBFTT. Also, if you would like to make a donation to the podcast, you can do so on the link provided on Spotify and or Anchor. Now, I'm sure that, as you've noticed, I haven't done an episode since September 11th. I, I did one with a message to the military. That was a real quick one before I went on my trip to San Diego uh, just to get it out there. But really, other than that, I haven't done a, a good one since, you know, almost beginning of September. Uh, you know, I've been busy with work. Uh, again, a trip to San Diego. I've been spending a little bit more time on gathering articles for my binders, the collection of information that I have there. Because it's in today's age, you can't just have things saved in your phone, your laptop, on different social media accounts, whatever it is. Um all that can be wiped out in a second. You've got to have hard copies of whether it's, you know, vaccine information, COVID information, um, research studies, you know, anything going on with the transgender agenda, you know, new stuff with, um, you know, Biden saying everybody's extremists, anything you want, you have to have it in a physical copy. And that's what I've been doing. I've got binders filled with so much shit. Um, but it's good to be back. And we have a lot to discuss in this episode. Um, I, I could have easily made this episode four hours. But I've really just taken everything uh, and, and really condensed it down. So then that way I can not only give you the information, but also drive my point across easier and faster. You know, that way it's not just, I'm not, doesn't feel like I'm droning on and on and on and on for three to four hours. It's not what I want. So, you know, again, I could have had it easy, easy with what I've had for the past month of the information I've got. Uh, and videos to play for you guys. I could have easily had a four-hour podcast, but I'm keeping it. Going to try to keep it to at least an hour, <laughs> maybe less. I don't know, but 
you know, the point is just giving you guys this information right now of what I feel is important, uh, my opinion on it. And, uh, yeah. So let's get to – in this episode, I will be discussing, uh, let's see, new children, myocarditis, myocarditis commercial. It's a commercial that they put out, uh, a certain hospital that they put out, uh, basically normalizing myocarditis in children. I'll be, be talking about the new female prime minister of Italy and how she is being labeled a fascist and the culture war between China and the United States. I've been into fashion since I can remember. But one day I had a stomachache so bad I didn't want to do anything. The team at New York Presbyterian said it was actually my heart. It was severely swollen. Something called myocarditis. But doctors gave me medicines and used machines to control my heartbeat. It saved me. So now I can become the next great fashion designer. So what you just heard the past 30 seconds was the video of the, it's a new commercial, basically normalizing myocarditis with children. This video is sickening, it's disgusting. And it's the definition of true evil being conducted by the medical industry. The same medical industry that's killed thousands of COVID patients due to malpractice, made billions of dollars from the deaths of COVID, forced the untested and deadly COVID vaccine under the public, knew the vaccines would kill millions, injure billions, and now soon they will have the cure for the issue that they helped create. See, they knew this would create myocarditis. And now they're pushing it as if it's, this has been an issue for years, which it hasn't. Myocarditis has not been an issue since 2021 no one even knew what the fuck myocarditis was before the vaccines got pushed out and now it's just supposed to be this oh yeah it's always been around and kids have always been dying from myocarditis and now they're just gonna put out commercials normalizing it and saying hey look you know trust take your kid to the hospital trust the continue to trust the medical industry and they'll fix you up and then you're kicking it back to a normal life, even though they'll still have myocarditis forever. They'll have somewhat of a normal life, and this is just the way things are now. Don't look into it. Then watch. A year, two, three years from now, they'll have some type of vaccine, some type of pill, uh, prescription, whatever the fuck it is, that will quote-unquote, you know, cure myocarditis. You know, they'll have some type of commercial where it's, you know, they'll have somebody frolicking through the fucking flowers and shit, and, and you know, I have myocarditis, and 
I took this pill, whatever the whatever the, well, they'll call, you know, Mayo Zavid, or they'll name the pill something crazy as they always do, you know, Zavlet or some shit. And they're like, you know, if you had myocarditis, take this pill, see your doctor about this prescription, and you'll just go take another pill, another medication for myocarditis, something that they fucking created. Anybody else will think it's fucking normal, but it's not normal. And there are doctors who are now turning against the COVID vaccines. This is from the Epoch Times. Doctor turns against messenger RNA COVID-19 vaccines calls for global pause. A doctor who promoted COVID-19 vaccines is now calling for the health authorities around the world to pause the administration of two of the most widely utilized COVID-19 vaccines, that would be Pfizer and Moderna, saying that the benefits from the vaccines may not outweigh the risks. Quote, there is more than enough evidence, I would say the evidence is overwhelming, to pause the rollout of the vaccine, says Dr. Asim. Uh, Malatra, a British cardiologist and evidence-based medicine expert who was speaking to the Epoch Times. A paper from the doctor detailing the evidence was published on September 26th of this year. Among the citations is a recent reanalysis of the Pfizer and Moderna clinical trials that, conduct, that concluded that vaccinated trial participants were at, high, at a higher risk of serious adverse events. He called the study a, quote, smoking gun. The doctor received the Pfizer primary series in uh, January 2021. He became a promoter of the vaccine, even appearing on Good Morning Britain to advise India uh, Indian film director, uh, I can't pronounce his name, Grinder Chada, uh, to get the vaccine, and which he did so shortly after. The doctor, uh, uh, Dr. Malahatra, said he began digging into the vaccine data after his father, Dr. Kalash Chand, suffered a cardiac arrest at his at home approximately six months after receiving the Pfizer vaccine. The postmortem showed two of Chand's major arteries were severely blocked, even though Malahatra described his father as a fit person who didn't have any significant heart problems. Malahatra began reading about post-vaccination issues, including a study abstract in the journal Circulation that identified a higher risk of a heart attack following vaccination with the Pfizer-Moderna vaccines and a study from the Nordic countries that identified a higher risk of myocarditis. So, now you're seeing more... Again, this is why you want to print this shit out. Look this shit up for yourself. Print it out. Save it. Because, folks, I'm telling you, they're going to get rid of all this information. They're already normalizing myocarditis and deaths and sudden death syndrome. Save this shit. This is an article from Epoch Times. FDA withholding autopsy results on people who died after getting COVID-19 vaccines. The FDA is refusing to release the results of autopsies conducted on people who died after getting the COVID-19 vaccines. 
The FDA says it's barred from releasing medical files, but a drug safety advocate says that it could be released. Uh, sorry, it could release the autopsies with personal information redacted. The refusal was issued to the Epoch Times, which submitted a Freedom of Information Act for all autopsy reports obtained by the FDA concerning any adults reported to the uh, Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, VAERS, following the COVID-19 vaccination. The FDA cited federal law, which enables agencies to withhold information if the agency reasonably foresees that disclosure would harm an interest protected by an exemption, with the exemption being personal and medical files and similar files, the disclosure of which would constitute a clearly unwarranted invasion of personal privacy. So that's all bullshit. The FDA knows what's going on. And that's why they're hiding this information. Millions of people are dying from the vaccines. If not millions, tens of thousands at the very least. We know this from the the VAERS and millions are getting injured. We know this from the VAERS system. And now, if if you're the FDA, if you have <clears throat> nothing to hide, if there's not a if there's not a problem, then release the information and just redact, you know, the person's medical information. Or, 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 you know, the, the, their personal information. But see, then it's like, oh, well, it's their personal, you know, it's an unwarranted invasion of personal privacy. Really? Where is this, um, you know, unwarranted invasion of personal privacy? Where was this concern from the FDA when, you know, they were helping push vaccine mandates and they were helping push COVID cards, vaccination cards to get into to businesses and to work. Where was this? So I don't get personal privacy. Somebody, somebody gets to know um, if I'm vaccinated or not, but I don't get to know if somebody died from a COVID vaccine. Until the day that I fucking die. I will continue to be anti-COVID vaccination. Until the vaccinated, friends, family, strangers, coworkers, whatever the fuck, wake up and exile themselves from this vaccine cult that they're in, I will continue to voice my opinions and print out articles on the adverse reactions and deaths from this uh, posing, from this poison jab. Many of them took the vaccine either due to wanting to get back to normal or from coercion, but very little, if any, took it due to seeing it as as safe and effective against the COVID virus. However, after talking with many of vaccinated strangers the last two years, co-workers, friends, and family members, One thing has always remained the same. They're all in denial. 
I've showed them multiple articles and peer-reviewed studies on how the vaccines do not work, how the vaccines are injuring and killing millions, how it affects semen, how it affects eggs, uh, women's ovaries, on and on and on. And they willfully, willfully ignore the facts and tell me either they don't want to hear it or see it out of fear or they call me a conspiracy theorist even as I have the facts right in front of their fucking face. It's sad. Truly, it is sad. Because I, I, you know, I love my friends. I love my family. And I, you know, enjoy some of my coworkers. But, you know, I, I don't want to see them injured or die from this vaccine or not be able to have kids in the future. But at the end of the day, all I can do is just continue to research, save the information, print out the articles, and voice the truth about these vaccines through this podcast every week, every month, every year. We cannot allow ourselves to normalize what has happened, what is happening, and what will happen in the future to the vaccine. A far-right leader set to take the lead in Italy for the first time since Benito Mussolini. The politics have com- been compared to that of Mussolini. The first far-right leader since Mussolini. The first far-right leader since Benito Mussolini. The first far-right leader since Mussolini. first far-right leader since Benito Mussolini. The first far-right leader since Mussolini. The first far-right leader since Benito Mussolini. first far-right leader since Benito Mussolini. First leader from the far right since Mussolini. First far right leader since Mussolini. First far right leader since Benito Mussolini. First far right leader since 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 Benito Mussolini. Most conservative prime minister since. Mussolini. Most far-right leader since Benito Mussolini. Most far-right leader since Benito Mussolini. It's furthest right since Benito Mussolini. It's furthest right since uh, Benito Mussolini. The most far-right leader since Benito Mussolini. The most far-right prime minister since Mussolini. The most far-right Italian prime minister since Benito Mussolini. The most far-right prime minister since... Mussolini. She's also set to become the most far-right Italian head of government since Benito Mussolini. The most far-right Italian head of government since Mussolini. The most far-right head of Italian government since Benito Mussolini. And the most far-right Italian head of government since Benito Mussolini. The most far-right Italian head of government since Benito Mussolini. The most far-right Italian head of government since Benito Mussolini. The most far-right Italian head of government since Mussolini. The most far-right Italian head of government since Benito Mussolini. The most far-right Italian head of government since Benito Mussolini. The most far-right Italian head of government 
since Mussolini. The most conservative Italian head of government since Mussolini. And the most conservative Italian head of government since Mussolini. Now you just heard for the past two minutes and about 20 seconds. The mainstream media demonize Georgia Milani, or it's a Maloney, one of the two. She's the new female, first female prime minister ever for Italy. Uh, yeah, new prime minister for Italy. Uh, the Maloney was voted in as a new prime minister uh, late September. First female again ever elected. And you just heard for over two minutes how the mainstream media responded. She's a fascist. Fascist. Why? Because her party is conservative and she believes in family, God, freedom, and is anti-New World Order. We're in a culture war. A war between those who want freedom of choice and those who want us to be their slaves. She's a threat to their to their new world order. Just like Donald Trump was, still is. Just like Florida's Governor DeSantis is. Just like Tucker Carlson is. Joe Rogan is. Alex Jones. The unvaccinated are. Our goal is waking up enough people so that we elect more leaders like DeSantis, Trump, Maloney, who believe in freedom, and hopefully we can tip the scales back in our favor. As we dive into the subject of culture war, This article is from Epoch Times. Former Pentagon chief warns U.S. military struggling to find new recruits. Former Secretary of Defense Mark Esper has issued a warning that the U.S. military is slowly dying due to poor recruitment, which puts Americans in danger. The armed services are struggling to meet their recruiting goals like rarely before. Esper wrote in an article published by Fox News on September 19th. The Army is the most effective, projected to fall short by up to 15,000 soldiers, with a larger deficit expected next year. Experts point to a variety of reasons, such as insufficient pay and benefits, a difficult work and life environment, culture war issues, COVID-19, and a strong job, uh, strong job market. While Esper didn't elaborate on the culture war issues, some experts and armed service members have blamed the military's left-wing lurch in recent years. One active-duty Army soldier who asked to remain anonymous, fearing reprisals, told the Epoch Times last month that the military leaders happily encouraged mandate va mandated vaccines, backing the transgender issue, speaking out in opposition to the Supreme Court of the United States in regard to Roe v. Wade, all of which are very political. 
Outside of those issues, Esper noted that the that the pool of individuals between ages 17 and 24 who are interested in joining or are qualified to join the military has progressively shrunk. Well, I'll tell you why the fucking military the past three years has had recruiting issues. And um, it ain't what the expert, what the so-called experts point out. Yes, it is due to insufficient pay and benefits. Um, the problem is back then, you know, you were able to have a livable wage while in the military. About probably like 20 years ago, maybe even 15. But since then, everything, obviously, uh, living conditions... Uh, you know, everything has gone up. And while corporations have added in, you know, $15, $16 pays, you know, um, increased their pay and, and certain benefits, the military hasn't increased anyone's pay. So, you know, last time I was in, I was you know, as an E starting out as an E one, you're only making 1200 bucks a month. You know, that ain't shit. If you're an E one and you're single, you don't have a girlfriend, you don't have a kid. You, you're not really, you don't have to do any rent to pay. Cool. Awesome. You know, you know, it's you're living the life because you don't have a car payment. You know, you don't have a rent to pay. So, Literally $1,200 you can spend on anything. And you get three meals a day in, in the barracks. But for the majority of people who serve, they're joining because they're getting kicked out of their house. They're And like 90% of them are joining because they have a kid on the way. They have you know a new child to support. So $1,200, sure, it helps that particular person not pay for their meals, but what about their, their rent that they had to pay back at home? The car payment that they had to pay? The, the, the child that they have to fucking help? You can get... You know, there isn't a strong job market right now. Everything else is fucking... You know... No one's really getting paid a livable wage right now, especially with the... Uh, the what you call it? The, the inflation... And with the strong the strong job market, there's no strong no no jobs are being added. Biden would like you to think that jobs are being added, but they're not. It's just people who have gotten fired from the lockdowns and losing their jobs due to COVID, and they're just getting new jobs. And there's a lot who are millions of Americans who are getting a second job. You know, like I have a second job to pay off the wedding. But seeing as how things are right now, I might just have to keep this second job. Because, and but they don't see it as, hey, this one person has a second income. No, they see it as, hey, look, you know, another job. Somebody applied for another job. They don't see that that's the same fucking person who now has a second job.
but you know, I digress on that, um, you know, subject. There are three main reasons why the military has had recruiting issues the past three years. And, you know, one of them is insufficient pay and benefits. Um, but one of them is also the transgenderism and woke training. No young straight male wants to put his life in the hands of tranny creatures while taking orders from leaders who are mainly concerned about pronouns. Period. That's just a fact. You know, when you can go get a job anywhere else and probably not have to deal with that bullshit. The second one is vaccine mandates. The push of vaccine mandates have shown to many military uh, current current military members who are thinking about re-enlisting and future uh, recruits, uh, potential recruits, that it's shown that leaders do not care about their well-being or personal freedoms. They're realizing that, hey, I'm just a fucking number to these people. And three, attacking straight white males. The majority of the military is made up of straight white males. That's not racist. It's a fact. I'll say it again. The majority of the military is made up of straight white males. So why would, as a straight white male who's conservative, because most of the people in the military are conservative, why would they join a military to fight for the freedom of American citizens when half of those citizens, including the president, sees them as a domestic terrorist, an extremist, a bigot, a racist? Why? Why would they want to join a military to fight for somebody's freedom when they don't give a fuck about your freedom? That's why no one's fucking joining. No one's fucking joining because they don't want to fucking go over and die in Russia or die in China because the president wants to push World War fucking three. It's all part of the culture war that we're currently in. This article from Epoch Times, Planned Parenthood changes web uh, page on pregnancy after Stacey Abrams claims young fetus has no heartbeat. One of the nation's largest providers of abortion altered its webpage on pregnancy after the Democratic Georgia uh, gubernational candidate claimed that a fetus doesn't have a heartbeat at six weeks. She said, quote, there is no such thing as a heartbeat at six weeks said Stacey Abrams, the Democrat, who said during a September 21st event in Atlanta while speaking against abortion restrictions, it is a manufactured sound designed to convince people that men have the right to take control of a woman's body, end quote. A number of people responded online by pointing to the website of Planned Parenthood, which advocates for and performs abortions across the country. Planned Parenthood has on their website, what happens during week five to six? 
a very basic beating heart and circulatory system development. The page has now been altered. I'll repeat again. The page on Planned Parenthood has now been altered. It now states a part of the embryo starts to show cardiac activity. It sounds like a heartbeat on an ultrasound, but it's not a fully formed heart. It's the earlier stage of the heart developing. I'll continue. Also from the Epoch Times, Newsom signs legislation making California a trans-sanctuary state. California Governor Gavin Newsom, the clown pedophile, has signed a gender-affirming health care legislation making the state a refuge for transgender children and their parents fleeing child abuse laws in other states. In California, we believe in equality and acceptance, said Newsom. We believe that no one should be prosecuted or persecuted for getting the care they need, including gender-affirming care. Parents know what's best for their kids, unless it's vaccination. Then they don't know, and you just force vaccination on your kids. Um, they should be able to make decisions around the health of their children without fear. We must take a stand for parental choice. Newsom accused other states of passing laws to demonize the transgender community. The hate demonstrated by these laws in, is unfathomable and has contributed to soaring suicide rates, he said. With, this, with the signing of this bill, California will ensure these kids and their families can seek and obtain medical and mental health care they need. Continuing, Epoch Times, ban China's TikTok now. TikTok, the wildly popular and youthful social media app, is controlled by China and tripled its ad revenue in 2022 to $12 billion. Companies want access to this latest uh, conduit to mold youthful preferences, and every year they're willing to pay a lot for the privilege. 60% of TikTok users are in the age range of 16 to 24, a highly sought demographic for both their impressionable and enduring market potential. But hapless TikTokers are also apt to lose their private data due to, data to Beijing, which ultimately controls TikTok, Beijing, China. And the Chinese Communist Party, CCP, uses its control over TikTok's parent company, um, ByteDance, to manipulate the TikTok algorithm to favor political messaging that promotes China's national interests over those of freedom, democracy, human rights, and the United States itself. So anything a TikTok user puts on their feed, including cat videos, political beliefs, and their most personal or, or personal preferences, is known to Beijing, which can track and correlate them and micro-target political messages to users. This could have major effects in democracies where voters' political preferences lead directly to changes in government. Yeah, basically, if you have a, a TikTok, and this is, this is well known, if you have a TikTok account, it is controlled by China. The app is controlled by China. And they, China controls the algorithm. So what China gives the algorithm to like the United States and Europe, they give you funny videos, pranks, stupid children dancing, 
teenagers eating Tide Pods, people cooking fucking chicken with NyQuil, transgender bullshit. That's what China feeds into TikTok apps in the United States. What are they feeding in the TikTok apps in China to its citizens, its young users? Mathematics, science, karate, positive things, becoming a leader, becoming financially well off, things that will help the country succeed in the next 10 to 20 years and onward. There's a reason for that, folks. Before I get into the summary and, you know, get to the end of the episode, I want to play two videos. One is Bill Cooper, also known as William Cooper. Uh, He died back in the 90s. Uh, This is him talking in the 90s. You'll hear him talk about sports and stuff, about how players getting paid $6 million, obviously, they're getting paid 250 fucking million nowadays. So you'll hear him for about two, two minutes and 30 uh, seconds. And I mean, one, just, you know, realize how spot on he is about society and fuck man. You know, I wish he was alive today to see where society is nowadays. Like I I wonder what the fuck he would say now, now, you know, in today's fucking world. Because uh, it's far different than what it was in the 90s. I think more than what he could imagine. This is uh, also the same Bill uh, Cooper who wrote, and it's a good book. I read the whole thing. Um, it's called Behold a Pale Horse by uh, William Cooper. Um, he's a former United States Naval Intelligence briefing team member. Uh, he reveals hidden information from the public. Uh, this information was kept top secret government files since the 1940s. Cooper unveils the truth as he writes about the assassination of John F. Kennedy, the war on drugs, secret governments, and UFOs. So it's all in here in this book. Finished about a year ago. But, yeah, get his book, guys. It's 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 good stuff, eye-opening stuff. Um, you know, if you aren't awake, you'll be after reading that book. But again, it's called Behold a Pale Horse by William Cooper. Uh, So you'll hear about two minutes and 30 seconds from him. And then right after, you'll hear a six-minute video of a Russian KGB defector, someone who wasn't in the KGB and got out. How he talks about 42 years ago, this video was, was in 1980, this interview, how even back then he was predicting a new America about how you change, how you go about changing generations, young adults minds. And as you listen to it, you'll understand like how America has gotten to this point today and how not just Russia, but how China is ultimately controlling where the United States is today. I know men, and 
who don't know anything in the world except who plays third base for the Mets. And they think that's a great accomplishment. And they meet and pat each other on the back and bond and go have cocktails and talk about what this guy that plays third base for the Mets did in last night's game. It's sad. It's really sad. Is there any room in in uh, in a kind of society where these manipulations are not taking place for this type of entertainment or any type of entertainment at all? If people understand that a game is a game, if people understand that nobody, nobody, no matter what they do, is worth paying two or three million dollars a year for, people should be able to get rich if they want to mm -hmm. by the sweat of their individual labor. Okay. By doing something for the world, mm -hmm. not by taking people's minds away from the emperor. It's a game. Football's a game. Football's a game. But let me tell you something. When 150 of the most powerful men and women in the world can meet in secret in Baden-Baden, Germany, and plot the fate of billions, and nobody even cares about it, but six football players go to lunch together, and it's in the headlines across the country. You have a reflection of the society in which that exists. And it is a sick, sick society that is doomed to self-destruction. So based on that scenario, there's some truth into what these, these men are looking at. Absolutely. And that's what makes me so sick, is that I'm trying to wake up a people who on a daily basis are proving the ones that I'm warning them about to be right. Mm -hmm. Well, it, so that even though a minority, there are people out there that you recognize are awake to this, if they don't do something about it, they will lose that ability to be free in that way. That's correct. Whether they might think, well, I don't need to worry about it because I know what I know and I'm fine. That's it correct. doesn't work that way. There's yeah. a connection here to everything. That is correct. That is absolutely correct. A nation of people who are willing to send their sons and daughters that they profess that they love to a foreign country to die and they use the excuse to themselves that they're sending them off to defend our country and they know damn well that's a lie are doomed well you spoke several times before about ideological subversion that is a phrase that uh, i'm afraid some americans don't fully understand when uh, the Soviets use the phrase ideological subversion, what do they mean by it? Ideological subversion is, is the process which is legitimate, overt, and open. You, you can see it with your own eyes. All, all you have to do, all American mass media has to do is to unplug their bananas from their ears, open up their eyes, and they can see it. There is no mystery. There is nothing to do with espionage. I know that espionage intelligence gathering looks more romantic. It sells more deodorants through the advertising, probably. That's why your Hollywood producers are so crazy about James Bond type of thrillers. But in reality, the main emphasis of the KGB is not in the area of intelligence at all. According to my opinion and opinion of many defectors of my caliber, only about 15% of time, money, and manpower is spent on espionage as such. The other 85% is a slow process, which we call either 
ideological subversion, or active measures, in the language of, of the KGB, or psychological warfare. What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interests of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. It's a great brainwashing uh, process, which goes very slow, and it's divided in, in four basic stages. Uh, the first one being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? Because this is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students in the country of, of, of your enemy, exposed to the ideology of the enemy. In other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of Americanism, American patriotism. The result, the result you can see, most of the people who graduated in the 60s, dropouts or half-baked intellectuals, are now occupying the positions of power in the government, civil service, business, mass media, educational system. You are stuck with them. You cannot get rid of them. They are contaminated. They are programmed to think and react to certain stimuli in a certain pattern. You cannot change their mind, even if you, if you expose them to authentic information, even if you prove that white is white and black is black, you still cannot change the basic perception and the logic of behavior. In other words, these people, uh, uh, the process of demoralization is complete and irreversible. To get rid society of these people, you have you need another 20 or, or, or 15 years to educate a new generation of patriotically minded and, and, and uh, common, common sense people who would be acting in favor and in the interests of, of, the, uh, of the United States society. And yet these people have been programmed and, as you say, in place and yes. who are favorable to an opening with the Soviet concept. Mm -hmm. These are the very people who would be marked for extermination in this country? Most of them, yes. Uh, uh, simply because the psychological shock when, when they will see in future what the, what the beautiful society of equality and social justice means in practice, obviously they will revolt. They, 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 will, uh, they, they will be very unhappy, frustrated people. And the Marxist-Leninist regime does not tolerate these people. Uh, they, obviously they will join the links of dissenters, dissidents. Uh, unlike in present United States, there will be no place for dissent in, in future Marxist-Leninist America. Uh, here you can you can get uh, popular like uh, Daniel Ellsberg and filthy rich like Jane Fonda for being dissident, for criticizing your Pentagon. In future, these people will be simply squashed like cockroaches. Nobody is going to pay them nothing for their beautiful, noble ideas of equality. This they don't understand, and uh, it will be greatest shock for them, of course. The demoralization process in the United States is basically completed already. Uh, for the last 25 years, actually it's overfulfilled, because demoralization now reaches such areas where previously not even Comrade Andropov and, and all his experts would, would even dream of such a tremendous success. Most of it 
is done by Americans to Americans, thanks to lack of moral standards. As I mentioned before, uh, exposure to true information does not matter anymore. A person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information. The facts tell nothing to him. Uh, even if I shower him with information, with, with authentic proof, with documents, with pictures, even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union and show him concentration camp, he will refuse to believe it until he, he is going to receive a kick in, the, in his fat bottom. When a military boot crashes his then he will understand, but not before that. That's the tragic of the situation of demoralization. We're in a culture war right now. Have been the past 15, 20 years. Maybe longer. This woke agenda, this pedophile agenda, this liberalism, this transgenderism, this engulfing oneself with entertainment and being sheepishly brainwashed by the mainstream media, it has a negative impact long term. And not just, you know, on the American military, but on the younger generations, you know, the children today, the, the teenagers today. The ones who are in college today. Whether or not you're Russia, China, North Korea, New World Order, whatever it is. If your goal, if you know, like China and Russia, I'm sure do know, you, that you know you cannot go at least one-on-one -on -one. because right now the United States has the capability still, even though we have been weakened, we still have the capability to fight a war on two fronts. If we're attacked on the East coast and West coast by Russia, China, whoever it is, it would be a costly war, a very long war, but we would be able to come out victorious, in my opinion, if we went to war, if we had like World War III today. Five years from now, 10 years from now, I don't know if that's the case. A lot can happen, as you can, as you well know, in, in five. Hell, a lot can happen in, in a year. And China and Russia and, and, and enemies in the United States, enemies of not just the United States, of the American culture, enemies of freedom, because, you know, you got to lump in the globalists and the New World Order. They know as well that you can't just go head on, you know, like Nazi Germany did um, to the United States and, and try to physically with your military beat the United States military. Eventually you could, but you have to, and this takes years, 10 to 15 years of not only building up your military with China, 
way more than Russia. China has done an extremely good job at. But also building your culture, your economy up. Preparing your young, their young adults to be not just prosperous, but ready for the war, a potential war effort in the future. How do you get, as you're preparing your country for potential war, how do you get the country that you're planning to go to war with, that you're planning to invade, how do you get them weakened? Well, you, if you're talking about 10 to 15 years ago, 20 years ago, you knew that, hey, the adults now who are in the military, you know, in their 20s and 30s, they're war ready. You know, they're able to fight a war, a long war. So we need to attack the younger generation, which is what transgenderism is, which is what you hear about the wokeness, all these woke policies that this fucking, the education system is pushing on younger children, on teenagers. We need to get them more involved and more concentrated on not being prosperous, but concerned about bullshit. Concerned about shit that, 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 that doesn't help the country at all. Doesn't even help themselves. We need to get them concentrated on, and so you you have spies, you have you you get into the you get into the mainstream media, you control the mainstream media, you control social media, which China has. China controls the media. China controls the Democrat Party, which the Democrat Party therefore controls mainstream media. It's all connected. And because the Democrat Party controls a lot of the school's education system, China has its hand in it. Hand in it. China controls most of the social media apps, like TikTok, Google, Facebook. All the algorithms that allow you to, you know, that, that push what they want you to see, what they want the American the average American to see. China doesn't care about what the average mid-30-year-old sees or 40, 50-year-old. They don't care. Because if you're 50 years, if you're 50 years plus, they don't care what you really see. Because by the time they're invading and, and they're doing a war, you're gonna be old. You're not gonna be able to fight. Not effectively, not long term. If you're in your 30s and 40s, you're more than likely a parent. You know, more than likely you kind of know what the fuck's going on. So that their main goal, you're, you're, you're not in the military for the most part. No, they're going after the young male who's in the military. They're going after the, the teenagers and the children. Grooming them into what they want the new American American values to be. 
which is transgenderism, the gay agenda, pedophilism, Satanism, you know, learning about pronouns, more concentrating on 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 uh, sports. I mean, listen, I love sports and everything. I mean, I, I mean, I don't love it anymore, but. You know, because the past two years I took off from sports, but we'll get that we'll get into that later. But you have a culture of where it's cool to drink. It's cool to get drunk. It's cool to go to the club every fucking night, every weekend, and get blasted, get fucked up. You know, it's cool to not take care of your body and not give a fuck. It's cool to overeat. It's a problem when you tell somebody, "Hey, you know, oh no, yeah, I don't, I don't drink." And the main answer is what? Like they're confused and shocked. It's why do you think Japan wants more of their population to drink more? There's an article out about that about I think about a year ago where where Japan wants its population to drink more for its younger population to go out and just drink more because they're under a culture attack as well. This is all being normalized. So then, what's China doing? They're getting the people right, as I've said. I don't think I've explained it in, a, in an episode before, but China has every for like two weeks when they're in high school, every like two weeks before the school year starts, they go through like military type training. So while they're going through that, China doesn't do pronoun training. You know, China's not 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 f- feeding them. Uh, bullshit through their social media. China's education system is much better than ours. So in 10 years, or you know, five, 10 years, when those children, those teenagers end up ready for the war effort, they'll be much more prepared. And who, who will we rely on when I'm 40 years old? You know, like 10 years from now. I'm, th- I'm 34 next year. You know, if I'm like in my mid-40s, you know, and then everybody else is in their 50s and 60s, like who are we going to rely on to, to fight? The current, the new generation, the, 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 the children and teenagers of today. The same ones that are being engulfed in pronoun training, engulfed in transgenderism, you know, engulfed in just watching sports every day of their fucking lives, not caring about education or doing anything or keeping up with worldly events. That's who we're going to rely on. This military recruitment, yeah, that's only going to get worse, folks. That's only going to get worse. And that we're not even talking about 
And that's not even, that's not even, uh, you know, factoring in vaccine injuries or what these vaccines are going to do. Uh, we know what they do short term. We don't even know what they're going to do long term. And the military is already struggling. Already struggling. It ain't going to get better, folks. As I said, I was talking about it before with, uh, you know, me, you know, I was in sports. I used to watch about two years before 2020. I used to be in, I mean, I used to watch sports religiously, religiously. Like 24 hours a day. I mean, it just, if it wasn't the NFL, it was baseball. It was basketball. It was the NHL. Whatever the fuck it was. I didn't care about politics. You know, prior to me. Yeah, I mean, in 2019, 18, you know, I was like just getting into the Trump the MAGA movement, but you know, even during that time and before I was still all into sports. Like I didn't really fully understand what was going on. You know, I didn't even know who the fuck my governor was when I was living in California and I didn't care. Cause I was brainwashed. You know, I'd spend more time worrying about, how my fantasy football team was doing than what was going on in the world. You know, there was a time back in 2016 when I voted for Hillary Clinton because I wanted to see a first female president. And I thought that, hey, with Bill being, Bill Clinton being vice president, uh, we'll, we'll have two presidents in the White House. And CNN would tell me that, that uh, you know, Trump's a racist and any of their supporters are white nationalists. And, and I believed it. And it didn't take until, you know, something personal happened to me where it changed my view on things. So, and that's what it's going to take. It's just going to take, because there's so many people out there just like that. It's okay to be entertained. Okay. It's okay to watch sports. You know, as long as you're just not doing it too much, as long as you're not letting it engulf and, 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 you know, engulf your life and dictate, you know, what you do with your life. You shouldn't be watching a football game and getting so fucking angry that you're throwing shit at the TV. You shouldn't be watching a a game and then because your team loses, that that dictates your emotions throughout the entire week. 
or because your fantasy football team lost that you get pissed off. You need to see it as just a game. Just like today, I could be sitting and watching the Houston Texans or, you know, I, you know, play football and, 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 and Aaron Rodgers play the Patriots today. But I'm not. I spent the last few hours preparing for this fucking episode. Reading articles. I probably won't look at the scores and shit until later today. And I'll look at it. I'll be like, oh, blah, blah, won. Or blah, blah, lost. Whatever it is. Oh, my fantasy football team won or lost. It, 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 it doesn't matter. It's purely for entertainment. And once you understand that, you stop giving a fuck. You only see it as entertainment. That becomes, you know, secondary. And you realize, hey, you know, I need to make knowing what's going on in the world and, and what's going on with politics, people who fucking make policies and laws. I need to, I need to understand what the fuck's going on here. Not who the fuck's throwing for 3000 yards in a season or who's injured on my fantasy football team. Gives a fuck. That's secondary. I'll pay attention to that. If I have time, that's what you need to be at. And that's where we need to be as, as parents. I'm not a parent, but as parents, that's what you need to do. You need to raise your son or daughter like that. Homeschool if you can. Create a new generation. One that isn't brainwashed by mainstream media. Because I tell you what, folks. If we... Don't get a handle on things. We've let things get out of control. If we don't get a handle on things, you know, with now and within the next few years, we're fucked. This country won't be around for too much longer. So it's just while you're out, you know, as a parent, whatever it is, think to yourself, what type of country do you want to live in in the next 10, 15, 20 years? What type of country do you want your children to live in? Do you even care? I care. So I'm doing this. So I print out articles and save them in my fucking binders. So I'm thinking long-term. Are you? We'll find out. Thanks for listening to this episode. I Seriously, I always appreciate it. If you haven't already, follow me on Instagram, podcast underscore RBFTT. Spread spread this podcast. Spread my Instagram account. You know, the more people you share it to, the better. 
the more that the, that the, that these this information and facts could be you know spread out because we're we're not only in a cultural war, folks, we're in an information war. So we're all in this fight together. Don't think that you're alone. We're all in this fight together, and you know you, you see what's happening all around you. You know, not just with, you know, your everyday. So you see what is happening with your schools. You see what's happening in the military. You see what's happening with your social media. You see what's happening with your world leaders like Trump, DeSantis, and and how they demonize other world leaders like the new one, like I was talking about with Italy. You see what's happening, folks. The best way we can combat this is to fight in the information war, change the culture, and elect leaders who are pro-freedom and who are anti-new world order, who don't believe in transgenderism, who aren't pedophiles. That's what we have to do. So again, thanks for listening and be sure to pay attention to my Instagram as you know, I'll be doing, uh, I'll try to fit in another episode, probably episode 47, um, you know, in about a week or two, uh, sometime this month of October. So thanks guys. And, uh, just remember, you know, keep at it, stay positive and stay in the fight.